So I bought a tank top off of the internet at athleta.com. Nice. And yeah, I was supposed to be with like a couple other things in the bag Mm -hmm. and other things came, but that did not come. So I called them up and I said, hi, uh, this is missing. And instead of saying like, hey, we'll just send you out a new one. Sorry about that. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to open an investigation and then we'll let you know in, in up to three business days, the sheriff's office, whether you'll get a credit or have to reorder. So then I got an email last night, which was, you know, less than 24 hours later and they were going to credit my account. So I had to call back up and say, hello, I would really like the thing that I purchased that didn't make it it into the bag. So they had to credit my card, which takes like, I don't know, three to five business days. Mm -hmm. But then they had to charge it again instead of just letting the one charge stand. So I thought that was weird. And uh, it's quirky. It's one of those things where like you want to make sure your internal processes make it easy for people to buy what they want, get what they want when they, you know, in the time frame. And I think it's hard. It's easy sometimes when you're working in the inside of the uh, organization to forget that you really should be making all your processes based on your customers instead of your internal processes. Boom. Yeah. Who's, who is deciding why the process is what it is like. That sounds like it's like account accounting driven. Like it's just simplest to do that versus like Amazon who dominates e-commerce, right? There's like, well, they might be a little too forget, like, oh, you didn't get it. Here you go. Here's four more like on accident. And it's just like, (laughs) they just give stuff away. Yeah. Walmart Um, does that too. Now, like if you return something on the app, a lot of times they say, just don't bring it back. I, I saw, it. I'm going to see if I find it here. Um, <laughs> I think it was, it might've been Target or someone else that's like, they're denying um, Target and other retailers may introduce big change return policy because they're, they have too much stuff. Yeah. They don't want the pile so of like, stuff. That's now like, spreading yeah. because of that mm-hmm. logistics. Like, you know, it's, you have yeah. a warehouse cost yep. per square foot, cost per return. And it's sitting yeah. there for how much time? Like now you need more space. All yeah. of a sudden you're spending money to keep everything. So yeah. Yeah, I felt bad though once I, I asked for a refund for some vegetables that I didn't think looked good. And then somebody in my family cooked them and ate them. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> I guess I should have I should have thrown those away faster. Oh so, my. I stole That's... I stole some Brussels sprouts from Walmart. Sorry, Walmart. Sorry, Walmart. They're like, it's okay, it's Brussels sprouts. There's like five of you that like them. I love them. But yeah, they gotta be cooked right. Well, let's get started. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. And welcome with myself, Becca Thomas and Julie Jarnigan. Hi. Hello. We're all here. This is great. Let's just jump right into story time. Who wants who wants to go first? I can go first. There we go. Go for it. A lot has happened since the last time I was yeah. on the podcast, oh my, even though it was different. just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, whole world's different. So all the right. last time we talked, we were thinking about putting our house on the market and our neighbor had just sold their house in three days. And we just had an interest rate hike like the day before, like three days before the house goes on the market. So fast forward, we put the house on the market 
the realtor got pictures after we left because, you know, I have a 16 month old son. So if he's at home, things are not where they should be. So she wanted to wait. And we took a couple of pictures to kind of be like coming soon. And then we put it on the market on Saturday. She had an open house and showings on Sunday. There were two return showings. And on Monday, we had two offers. Yeah. So nice. We had to decide. Yeah. Which is still, I think, if you're like, oh, like, why didn't you have 25 offers? Like, what's wrong? Like, what's it's like, two offers on a weekend that there were solid offers you were ha- happy with? And one was like, over great. over listing still. So awesome. there we go. And you're <laughs> yeah. in, um, if you want to say where you live, you're in North Carolina. Yeah, Greensboro. There so it's not a major market. It's it's a smaller market. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we were That's more awesome. than pleased. Yeah, I did run ads myself, <laughs> even Beautiful. though the realtor also ran ads. I just you it know, all helps. Can you sell your own house without running ads when you? Or us? I don't I know. think so. Probably not. No, you want to. Like, even if you're like, who knows if, yeah. I mean, you know, it will help yeah. at least somewhat, but like, yeah. well, this actually, I don't know. I'll spend 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Like, it's no yeah. big deal. And then you yeah. already, you're working with a builder and we're relocating Yeah, to. we. so we put an offer on a house that's, that should be done in the middle of August. I say that because we're going to make a couple of changes. Oh, man. Um, which may change the day. So just a couple of flooring changes. That's all. Everything simple. else is pretty good. I still haven't seen the house. When we signed the contract, I didn't know what it would look like <laughs> other than like the blueprints. So yeah. That's it. That's yeah. how um, I'm a military child. So that's how life was growing up. My dad would already be, typically already be where we're moving to, Tallahassee, yeah. San Augustine, St. Pete, wherever we're going to. That was all in Florida. And mom's like, well, here's where we're moving to. We're going to find out when we get there. But <laughs> like the choice he made just because yeah. it was just logistics and we weren't able to like go up yeah. there and visit and like check everything out. So it was, it was all on him buying, you know, most of the houses somehow he got lucky and she was yeah. happy with, with his choices. I guess I'm talking so much. We go next. Um, so my story, yeah, it, it kind of is yeah customer service oriented. So in our community, we have, you know, small common area property that you know, we have a big contract with a big company. It's, you know, $4,000 a month. We only have, we don't have that much property. So it's not like a big master plan. So same crews out usually, and then sometimes it's different people, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, like two or three months ago, they broke like the water pipe going into like our house. Water's mm. spraying everywhere. Whoops. There's no water inside the house or it's like, it's kind of working, but it's like, you know, there's air within it. Yeah. So we go, okay, let's not run the water for a little bit. We made some calls. Lindsay, my wife, she's on the board. She could kind of expedite things a little bit because we have direct contact and like, oh, shoot, Lindsay's calling. That's not, that's never, that's never good. <laughs> She'll, yeah, she'll, she'll get things done. So they came out and fixed it, which is great, which is why the HOA board picked a bigger company because they have resources and they had someone here in like 45 minutes. No big deal. Kind of frustrating, but they fixed it. No cost, obviously to us. They broke it. Happened again today, this morning. I'm sitting here. It was like 915. I'm like, huh. Usually the guy, you could hear the mowing and the, the weed whacker running and it's just, it's quiet. That's weird. Like I look out my window, they're not done. And I hear the doorbell ring. Guys say, hey, I broke I broke the water, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? There might have been some other other words in there too. But I was I was frustrated. Obviously, somebody go out there. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is the second time. Same spot. It's like right there underneath where the valve is. We can't turn it off there. And where it was spraying to is right where we connect to the city. So if you were to turn it off where this where you connect to the city, I'm sitting there getting soaked with like however many gallons per second 
I'm like, I'm not messing with them. Like, okay, you guys fix it. Last time you broke it, I'll be inside. I have to work. Just let me know when it's done. Cool. 20 minutes later, I'm like, I don't see any action. Lindsay gets home. They're like, we didn't break it. They said it was already, already spraying out. We're like, no, it's on the ring camera one, ring camera two. I was talking about how he broke it with the weed whacker, blah, 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 blah. He was really apologetic. The guy who broke it was apologetic. Yeah. Then the manager comes out like, it was already broken. Like, we we don't break stuff like that. Oh, and I'm like, geez. I'm really? like, what do you mean? Like, we'd have a plumber out here. Like, we this is like thousands of gallons per minute. It's not. It's some ridiculous amount of water, but it was, it's not that many. So long story short, we're like, it's on the camera, him saying he broke it. He's like, you need to send it to me so I could talk to him because he lied. I'm like, I'm not sending it to you because you're going to fire the dude because he's lying to you and he's trying to support his family. He's probably making 12, 14 bucks an hour for like 50 cents in repairs. It's like a little cut the PVC pipe, put it on there. But then he came later to the door, the same manager. He's like, hey, I wanted to show you something. This is why it broke. Look, this one's thin. This is what your house is. This is what we replaced it with. So because it's so thin, it broke. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got upset with him. I'm like, you're telling me it's my fault. Like your guy, it shouldn't be on the property. And we just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. And it's like, he replaced like, like five inches of pipe. But didn't they already replace it one time? They already replaced it once. If it was cheap, it was their fault. (laughs) It was, yes. I'm like, this was the second time. And Lindsay's like, that's the pipe you replaced. I don't know what was in there before. Yeah. Like, what do we do? Like, replace all the piping that the builder put in? What about the other houses? Theirs aren't broken. Like, you shouldn't be on it. Yeah. So it was, they were just digging a hole, digging a hole to try to, I don't know what the point was of, of like, saying, like, your pipe sucks. Like, it's too thin. So yeah. it, was, it was just like a, I don't know. They already had the person. If you think about the cost, like, what's the business cost of this? They have their irrigation person, probably on salary, runs around. all the. He's all over the county every day, all day. So he's a cost that already happens. They already have the material in the truck that's already there. So it's like 30 minutes of his life that he had to kind of shift around. So maybe there's technically like no cost or like 80 cents a dollar in materials. Yet Lindsay's on the board. They're already questioning, changing the contract. And now they upset the board member. That's not a good setup. Has to go through all the stuff. So that could have like been the final nail in the coffin for the contract for a dollar. Right. So it's a little tiny thing. But think about like they could have just saved like, hey, we fixed it. Nobody. I'm so sorry. Send a little cards like roses are red, water's blue. We broke your pipe. Go get a Starbucks for you. I don't know. Something cute. <laughs> I just made it up. I was like, let's do this. And then we're like, oh, they're an amazing company. This is great. But no, they decided to make it and say our PVC pipe's terrible. Make it our fault. Uh, get out of here. Come on. Yep. I have a solution story. for you. Move. <laughs> no. Put really obnoxious garden gnomes on all sides of it. Should that'd be great? (laughs) That would be good. Or I just I could have like really fancy pipes, or put like some plants around it, or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, never get to it. Spray paint them orange. Yes, do not touch. Have a sign above it. If you break this again, (laughs) Julie, what do you got? Well, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here, but it dawned on me today that we are officially halfway through the year. Or we will be yeah. when this oh, no. comes out. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was thinking about my like goals I set for the year. So it's a good time for everybody to look at personal and your work goals for the year. Go find them. Go dig them out. See what your resolutions were. See what Are your goals were. Are we allowed to change were. them halfway through yes, the year? And I think you That's should. Okay. Okay, I think good. when you look at them, then you should say, you know, did I do this? How am I doing? Does this need to just be deleted because it's not important to me, obviously, or does it need to be changed? 
So, cause I had some that I, that I changed. One of mine was to write every day and I'm going to change it. And it's just, you know, you get busy. So I'm going to change it to write on Sunday mornings. I think I'm going to go to Starbucks and like block out some time to write. So, you know, things like that, just look at it. So you're halfway through, you know, work goals too. go look at your marketing goals, see where you are, see what needs to be reworked. Market has changed a lot in the six months. So halfway through the year, time to reassess. Yeah. Or like different skills that you might have to like, maybe they're not as important right now, or maybe they should be really important. Maybe they're more important right now. You're way behind on that. Like let's, let's adjust. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one for like the people in the middle. And I think marketers too, sometimes, you know, if if you've been in it long enough, you're not like this, but sometimes you think every month is going to be similar you know, here are our goals for each month. Well, yeah. sometimes you need very different goals in January than you need in July. So you very just true. need to look and see how you need to shift things based on that. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have any so goals you want to share with us besides the writing one? Because to me, I feel like it's a hard time finding goals for the marketer, like on the technical side. So we have to kind of be reactive based on what we need to learn. So like Google Analytics 4, GA4. Like that's now kind of like, we need to really know that, but what's the mm-hmm. goal other than like, I want to fully understand it. Okay. What does yeah. that mean? Cause I, that's going to keep changing. Like, oh no, now we have to know this. Now we have to know this. So I really, that goal is like, that's like a year, I think to be like fully fluent in GA4. Um, even though we have the foundation of knowing the current analytics that we, we already know. Yeah. I mean, I think marketing, there's lots of skills goals you could have over a year, you know, learning more about something, getting better at content, doing more video, that kind of thing is an Mm -hmm. easy one. Um, What's personal and professional is reading more nonfiction, you know, setting goals for how many pages you read a day of a business book or whatever it is. So yeah, I don't know. What else? What else are marketing specific goals we could have? Because you, I say, I I think I lean towards the the skills are important to i, I want to make sure everyone who is in marketing has those as goals in there because if you're like oh okay, i want to hit these number of leads per month well that's going to change and some of that is really kind of out of your it is out of your yeah. influence um certain at certain yeah. times or it might be like oh i'm hitting my goals and it has nothing to do with you um, that's <laughs> ooh, that's yeah. mean like what did i do i don't know we have four thousand leads when we only have a thousand yeah i don't know what i'm doing I, think- I know what i'm doing a good one would be to have a good pulse on all of your community or your whole company as That's a whole. A mm-hmm. Genius um, right there. Whether leads are and conversions are going up and down and how that's affecting your sales. And then knowing which communities are struggling and then kind of diving deeper into which, why they're struggling and Copy getting and the data, pulling, yeah, pulling yeah. the data mm-hmm. out to tell the stories because we're going to see even our favorite communities start to be a little bit sad sometimes. And we just have to be prepared as marketers on showing people what we're doing to help and where those thresholds are. And sometimes we have to pivot to, it's not just about advertising, right? It might be about content or calls to action, overcoming. Yeah. Calls to action or overcoming objections, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Especially right now as like, if you have mm-hmm. very, I, th- I was, who was I talking to? Um, it was not a, it was on Saturday, our middle child had its birthday and we were just talking about the market. 
and he's in a group that's anti-development for this one area of town. Uh. And I'm like, when are they going to develop that thing? He's like, actually, I live around the corner. Like, I don't want it to be developed. He's like, this is awkward. I'm like, no, this is great. Let's talk about it. I was so excited to talk. <laughs> Lindsay's looking at me like, can you uh, participate in your child's party, please? Instead of you two over there. I'm like, I am. This is one of the dads. This is, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was, it was good combo back and forth. But being current on what's going on with your communities or future yeah. community, like just being like up to date, there's so much confidence that that instills in others. If you're like, if you know what is happening before mm -hmm. someone tells you, not that you'll have all the details, yep. details, but you have everything from the marketing perspective. Like, oh, there's not a lot of tension on that community. You already know yeah. it. And so you could kind of anticipate leads or sales to be down more so than, you know, currently. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And now a quick word from our supporting partner, Open Door. Connect your customer with Open Door and they'll receive a preliminary offer within minutes. They close on their home and you close a sale. Plus, you can track the entire process with ease by using your personal custom referral link. Go to opendoor.com slash do convert to learn more about how you can partner with Open Door. I did it. I hope this part On stays in, but I did it the first try. time. Take it, Yay. take it. I did it. Winner, winner. Congratulations. I did it. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and now on to the news. First one up from bleepingcomputer.com, which is an amazing domain name. <laughs> that sounds like a fake site, but it's bleepingcomputer.com. <laughs> New Firefox feature strips URLs of tracking parameters. This sounds like some doomsday scenario. So just doing some definitions there. Uh, tracking parameters, which are UTMs, but they can also be like the GCLID, G-C-L-I-D from Google, or Facebook has the same thing, F-B-C-L-I-D. It's essentially how HubSpot has it too. Yep. Really any type of software that needs to track will have that outside of analytics. You know, analytics has UTMs, other software has, not software, but traffic platforms, Facebook, Google, HubSpot uses that as well. So this feature would strip that. What do y'all think? This sounds terrible. Yes. It Yes, and, period. <laughs> <laughs> it it made me a little nervous. It it is optional, right? You can turn it on based on on your but it does make me a little nervous anytime they start doing something even optional. Slope. Like eventually where are we going to be because as marketers, we love that tracking. We need that tracking. So it does make yeah. me a little little nervous that we're going down that that hill but you know we've dealt with other things <laughs> i think it's their i think it's their answer to duck duck go right so like i don't know about mm -hmm. in your area but they've been doing a lot of radio ads in our in our area oh, i've seen some billboards which so, i think is yeah interesting they're definitely making a push and i think mm -hmm. this might be like the counter push to just kind of squash them and move them away, or at least I hope so. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Cause essentially it'd be like DuckDuckGo, except you could be in Firefox. Um, and yeah. fortunately this is like, you have, you do have to opt in for it. You go to your privacy and security settings and then you pick strict, which even if you're like, you're like, Oh, I want more privacy. You go, Oh, ugh. and it says stronger protection, but may cause some sites or content to break. So I think there'll be some hesitancy, except from the really, really advanced users that want that security. Yeah. Maybe Who such a small percent. What it means. But like mm -hmm. Julie said, like, yeah. is this a slippery slope? Will it get worse? Will two, three, four, yes. five years from now? Yes. 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 It's I mean, it's going to yes. get worse or better. I guess that's your perspective. Like we will be hopefully there's more privacy. I think that's that's a good thing. We'd all 
agree on. But unfortunately, if this breaks HubSpot, like our Facebook or the Google costs and things like going like that, that will be, that won't be fun. Yeah. It'll cost some, cost some yeah. new challenges we'll figure, for us. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. All right. The next one is from searchengineland.com. What are identical keywords and why they matter for Google ads? Um, so this one is mostly focused around the performance max or P max campaigns, which I'm sure some people listening, there's maybe a handful that have tested these. Uh, we've been testing these with a bit mixed results. So definitely don't go out there and start jumping into them. But the, the strangest thing about performance max campaigns is they're essentially a Facebook conversion campaign, except on Google and Google sites that can then have, or not Google sites, Google, Google opted in sites that have ads from Google. So you think about how a Facebook conversion campaign works. You set up the campaign, you set the conversion, and it targets people who are most likely to complete that conversion. That's what these are. It's targeting people who are on Google that are most likely to complete the conversion. So no keywords. That's the part that no I had keywords. to, once I saw that, I was like, okay, that helped you're me like, understand oh, it a little bit. Yeah. Like, how yeah. does this work? Yeah. You're um, depending just on Google to know. AI. Yeah. Google's yep. AI, Google's magicness, Google's creepiness and privacy. And here's why I say <laughs> that. Privacy. If you, here's my pitch for it. I sound like a Google rep. Yeah. It's really there. Da, da, da. So have you used the performance max campaigns? No, I haven't. Well, let me tell you about them. So every Google user that is logged in, we track their history, right? Because they're, we know exactly what sites are going to. It's all private. You know, it's, it is identifiable to them, but it's all hashed in a way in the database that no one can get to it. But we know where everyone is going. So we have these cohorts of people and we could determine if they're shopping. Essentially, this is how we come up with in-market segments. I really sound like I'm, I'm selling this, but it's what we're doing. So I'm logging into my Google account right now. They know I've been on Zillow for like, you know, seven years in a row, every single day for the most part, but I'm not on mortgage sites. So maybe I'm not in market to actually purchase a home. But once I'm on shopping mortgages and searching mortgage rates, da, 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 maybe I'll go into this box of people that are most likely to buy a home. So then they'll start showing ads for a builder or maybe mortgage products. And so that's how they're tracking people. So even if I'm not searching, they'll start doing that. But then when I start searching keywords, the concern is, and that's what the point of the article is, well, what if you are showing ads from a performance max campaign that I already have keywords in another campaign? Yeah, because you want happen? your you want your regular campaign with yeah. keywords to show up first. That would exactly. be the most important one. Like we, we talk mm -hmm. about with Google, the biggest thing that we have, and that's the most important thing is everything is separate. So if you see a campaign name, that's like, new home keywords, Riverview, Florida, everything and every click in that campaign is about Riverview. But if all of a sudden this performance max campaigns created and who knows what's in there, cause there's no keywords. That's mm -hmm. when things could deteriorate. Maybe you're like, Oh, I'll never do these. So this is Google's way of saying, Hey, you don't have to worry about that. We will not have overlap in there. But then that my skeptical side goes like, well, what keywords are you getting then? Yeah. Cause we already know these are the best ones. Like, I don't want those junky ones over there. I'd be bidding on those anyways. So I don't know. That's where I think Pmax, I'm not certain on it for builders because of that. We already have the best keywords. Yeah. It's almost like it's picking up the slack of what you're not getting. But if you're already yeah. really, yeah. really narrowed in on what you want and what you're getting, then you don't need this to pick up the slack and start messing up what you're already doing. Mm -hmm. it, so. it might be worth when the total number of people in the market is very small 
it might be worth picking up those extra. If we need more, 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 more. Yeah. We're just yeah. trying yeah. to get more yeah. quantity. Not necessarily yeah. quality. Yep. Yeah. And it should be relatively inexpensive. Being that it is getting those, I don't want to say fringe searches, but it's getting searches you're not actively bidding on. And hopefully the way you're bidding on keywords has some control as far as the match type and just what keywords you're using. You're not going after New Homes, Florida. That'd be insanity. <laughs> it's a lot of different places. Well, and the other different thing about Pmax is it's not only showing up in search results. It could be over YouTube, Gmail, display, yeah, all different kinds anywhere. of ads. So kind of when you give Facebook automatic placement where they can put it in Instagram or stories or whatever, it's kind of the same thing. You're giving Google the freedom to show an ad wherever they want or see yep. that. Sounds to me like Google got a little jealous of Facebook's setup and is trying to make their own way. It's like big brother to little brother. Isn't this what yeah. everything does though? They all start merging into each other, like a new something comes mm -hmm. out and then they all slowly start looking the same and doing the same thing. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. This next one, this is a simple one. Uh, this is from... There's a whole bunch of other sites, but this is from inews.co.uk. So we're getting some UK from across the pond, from news from across the pond. I mean, why is my Instagram black? What dark mode does to your background after the latest update and how to change it? Uh, essentially, some people have had the update from Instagram where it puts their phone in dark mode, but then it also has a layout change where it, I think it looks exactly like TikTok. I don't know if you have, have you looked at screenshots? I, have, I know we had one I person team. I saw the screenshots, but it hasn't updated on my phone yet. It removes the, so once you start scrolling, the top section that would have stories is gone and the bottom section is transparent. So it, like you're seeing a full video on the screen. Like there's not this like top and bottom margin that takes away the screen size. Yeah. Instagram kept calling has. it immersive. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's a cute <laughs> that way of like, saying. Oh, every quote had the word immersive in it. They were really like, pushing I that. I think you're just doing what's the word of the week. Doing. Yeah, it's just, Immersive. yeah, it looks more like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's nice. Like you're like, oh, like you percentage wise, you're like, oh, it's only like maybe an inch total. But like when your phone is, I have a iPhone, I'm at the, the big giant one. I forgot the name of it. Um, but it feels like, oh, this is a whole lot bigger, even though it's not really that, that significantly bit bigger. Yeah. I, and I don't like dark mode. So this is going to throw me off. Like I just Same. turn the screen brightness down if I need to manually control it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just feels too different. And like, I'm like, I, I don't want the white text on the black background. So, all right. Well, that's, that's cool. Uh, next one is from Zillow. Slate blue black front doors can sell homes for as much as $6,449 more. It's very specific. Becca, what oh. color was your door of the it's, home you just sold? It's black. There, oh, there we go. you go. <laughs> that's the only reason why then, I think, because of the black door. I mean, that's why I went over price. <laughs> that's why, <laughs> according to Zillow, that's not, I mean, it's, these are always like, I always, um, I love Zillow. I think we all have to like Zillow and what they've built, but I see these and I'm like, is that, that it's, it's correlation. It's not a causation as far as like, I'm going to paint my front door this much. And this is what should happen. It's more like maybe those homes that have a blue door or a black front door, there's all these other features that are hard to uh, distinguish as attributes against other homes, except the front door color. And right. so it just happens to be like, if you were likely to paint your front door black or the slate blue, there's all these other upgrades you've done in the house. Yeah. Or yeah. The trim might be the right type of trim. Like it's not, I don't even know the, the terminology. It's more contemporary or farmhouse versus um, 
yeah. traditional. It, it's on trend versus uh, previous trends. Yeah. So I think that that's really probably the data behind the data is that if you have Ooh, gone like through that. the process the of <laughs> painting your door, either black or blue, and you have an older home, maybe you've also done those other, other edits like changing the paint color to be current and maybe you yeah. yourself are more on trend than those who have not and i think in our neighborhood most eh, it's either dark brown or black gotcha well, with homes, a lighter colored home homes with pale pink front doors could sell for sixty five hundred dollars less than expected yeah that yeah makes probably sense. because there's other unique features inside the house they're not afraid to take a chance (laughs) i think like a hutch with like either really weird plates or like disney little figurines all over uh weird stuff in the bathroom for sure yes that's got to be things like somebody's going to email you andrew about the disney figurines they're going to be like i have disney figurines and it looks awesome and i will say if you leave those (laughs) in your home people will stop and be like hmm (laughs) it's an interesting person that lives here um, or it's like, or yeah, vines everywhere, like in the kitchen. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I think um, this article is just, um, their PR department doing a good job. Yeah. Cause they're like, yeah. what's something that is kind of clickbaity that a bunch of people will pick up and put on their blogs mm-hmm. and social yeah. media. And all, so, every single interior designer or extra designer designer will share this. It's yeah. content that people yeah. can steal. So that's what you should yeah. take from it. Also, you should create <laughs> content. That people will still want to click on. Yeah, especially right now. Controversial stuff too. Do it. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But there's also, I think we all agree on, we can no longer talk about historically. Oh, this is bad. This is touchy. Raise your hand. That way we can just know it's going to see your no, hand. I don't know. Right? Does I'm like, like, do we need to edit? Do you roll your eyes when it's like, we're at historically low interest rates. Back in my day, we were at 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 50% interest rates. And then when you kind of normalize the data, you're like, well, that's cute. Like your income was a third of the home sale price. Yeah. And then now, or whatever percentage yeah. it is, like it that that's yeah. irrelevant. And so I, I see salespeople using that as a pitch. I'm like, okay, but that might be true. But like the mortgage payment is now XYZ percent of of the um income, da 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 da, all those sorts of things. So I'm like, get out of here with it. Yeah. Like, okay, it's, it's like okay, boomer. Um, phrase right there. <laughs> you work with what you got, right? Like you work with what you got. You're not going to say, "Yeah, we understand affordability is at an all-time low." You're going to go with whatever spin works for you, which right now is it's not the highest interest rates we've we've ever seen. Yeah. So <laughs> and the we're going to ignore was, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Of context of that was content. Like, yeah, you need something that is exciting, clickbaity, but it, yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would just be, yeah, yeah, a little bit careful on there. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. And the last news article is from the buildersdaily.com. The everybody's winner era and build to rent gets a stress test. All single family build to rent deals, communities and prospects for success are not equal. As the for sale market gets tougher, product location process and performer will create built to rent winners and losers. This was a fun one to go through. It was a yeah, I it was. cup of coffee. If you're interested in build to rent and how it's affecting things right now, you need to go read this one because it's like a you kind of have to make your way through it. There's lots of information in there. So yeah, but the the biggest is intent is like we we need a reset as a market. So if build to rent were to continue with demand and building, 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 then there won't be that reset that takes place as far as bringing 
demand down to bring costs down. And that's like yeah. the overall intent of the article. Um, but yeah. there's definitely more. I, I was exploring the site more. This is definitely a, a great site just to get more um, higher level thinking as far as how building works yeah. versus just yeah. us marketers staying in the marketing lane, like on searchenginelane.com or The Verge, different more technical sites. So I think it's something that everyone should add to the list on the marketing yeah. side. Yep. Good stuff. Oh, we have a question of the week this week. <gasps> oh, we do. Here it is. All right. So I'll, um, if someone could pull it up, that'd be great. I will go ahead and read the question here. And the question of the week is, how many 100% complete single family homes does your company or single division, if you work for a national super regional, have? There's a lot of um, a lot of fun gifs and memes on here. That yeah, the, com up. the comment section got really fun on this one. It did. It did. There was quite a few. And actually, we have a uh, yeah, intern drawing to a $100 Amazon card. And the person with the highest number of confirmed houses will get a private call with Kevin to brainstorm. So I'm going to leave that part for Kevin. I think he'll post that in the group because I want to make sure it runs the way that Kevin wants to run. But overall, oh, we, here we go. They ran. Oh, we picked the winners. You picked it's, the winner. I missed done. that part. Yeah, that's <laughs> done. Oh, there we go. Kevin sneaking in. I love it. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen the amount of gifs in here, you'll have every none or zero gif meme ever made. I think it was like none, 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 one. And then Don at Tilson was hilarious because they don't have any inventory homes because they built on your lot. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, Don, get, get out of here. But it was it was great. It was a lot of zeros. I'm trying to find who was who was the highest. Kevin, I don't know if you remember. The um, very last comment. Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to to oh. sh shame mention <laughs> folks. But there, I think the highest number was in the high twenties. High twenties. Um, okay. But multiple divisions or or companies, but all within the same city of of Houston had the, had the largest number. My, my favorite is actually, gotcha. um, Sally's comment. And again, we don't have to talk about yeah. who she works for, but, um, the comment was basically upon first inspection of our website, you would think the number is 200 plus fully finished homes. But if you count fully finished, meaning it has appliances, has siding and landscaping, we have four. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but that's yeah. where all the stress is coming from. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. is this big giant number of homes that people are looking on their board and saying, but if all these get finished in September, we're going to have a hundred or, you know, whatever the number is of homes that have to be sold immediately. And I, yeah. I know everyone's comment to me has been, we think that now this time, you know, the sixth time we've re-looked at the schedule and told everyone in the field to give us a realistic date, they're all going to hit that goal. And I just keep, uh, part of me wants to say, just relax because if the only way this really gets rough is if everyone's homes are all finished at the same time. As long as, you know, and again, this one particular builder, I might've talked about this last week, they had like two homes ready this month in June yet, like 11 in July. And then she was like, there's 110 in October. It's like your construction team is not going to ramp up from having 15 yeah. to 20 homes ready in a month to a hundred and hundred plus that, that will be truly finished. You're like and, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> It's Since I've crashed the party, I'll just give you a yeah, uh, delayed story time because I think Love this it. is fascinating. So the average days on the market nationally right now is 16 for a home to be sitting on the market unsold. The average is 16 days. So as long as your finished inventory homes are sold within 16 to 30 days, 
there's no reason to be concerned whatsoever. The question really needs to be, when does the clock start on those 16 days? And that's one of the things we talked about with one of our builders is the owner, the head of marketing, or maybe the online salesperson or sales manager. Someone needs to walk through these homes and say, from the customer's perspective, this home is actually 100% done. Meaning now that now the timer starts on what those 16 days are in the market. And you know, this online salesperson and, and marketing manager, I was like, I have complete confidence that if they stay focused on the 15 to 20 homes every month that are going to be completely done and create great content and run good ads and know what to say when people call and email in, I promise you right now, I would, I would absolutely put all my money down on them successfully getting every one of those homes sold within 30 days of being fully complete. Yeah. Yeah. I worry about the people who are like, well, we can't get content because there's still blue tape or there's still this, like sometimes you're going to have to just go get the content because they're so buried with other things that might take a while. So don't, don't wait three months to go get content on that home. Go get it. Really easy to shop out the the blue tape, shop out the blue tape, (laughs) find a, find a opportunity to use technology to remove the blue tape digitally. But yeah, I mean, just yeah, don't leave done. a rendering for three months while you wait. No. Mm-hmm. And they're going to yeah, see, no. if they wanted to see the home tomorrow, I think, yeah, let's go look at it. They'll, they'll see the blue tape. Like, not that, I don't know, maybe that's a dumb way to look at it. Like, they're going to see it anyways, who cares? Well, that's a whole separate like, better, thing, which is... Better to see it if you not see it. If you haven't roped in the construction teams at this point to become part of the marketing team, I mean, every Friday, the whole company should be spending an hour to two hours making sure every inventory home was swept clean presentable. Because again, that's the, all this pressure is being put on sales, online sales and marketing to deliver. And yet when you create the content or they show up in person, it looks like a bomb went off. It looks like no one really cares. It looks like this home is not being paid attention to in the way that it should be. And so shockingly, conversion rates are lower. Hmm. We we forget that consumers still have eyes, ears, and a nose. Definitely uh, knows. And and so all that stuff matters tremendously. <laughs> Very yep. true. Yep. Everybody who skipped out during question of the week missed all this bonus Kevin time that we yeah, just got. Yeah, right. So, I'm out of yeah. here. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're just um yeah, we're just we're just wrapped up right now. So there we go. So thank you for listening. Be sure to send in your industry-related questions or not industry-related questions. Just kidding. To show at deconvert.com. We'll touch on them in our next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash deconvert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.